Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, explains what Yeshua HaMashiach's preeminence means to us today. We live in a beautiful world, and every single one of us was born to worship. But sadly, we often make the mistake of worshiping creation instead of the Creator. So how do we turn our focus back to where it belongs? Well, that's the question that Rabbi addresses today in our study titled, How is Jesus God? And if you'd like to take some notes for today's lesson, download Rabbi's study guide from our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now, here's Rabbi Schneider. I am really excited about this portion of Scripture. Let's get right into it now in the first chapter of the book of Colossians, verse number 15. Now, before I read, though, verse 15, I want you to know that Paul intros this section by talking about what Yeshua HaMashiach has done for us. So listen to the Word of God as I begin in verse 15. It says that He... Speaking of this one that rescued you and I from darkness and brought us into his marvelous light and into the kingdom of God, that this one that did this, that we call Jesus, that we call Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua the Messiah in Hebrew, this is who he is. Paul says, he is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of all creation. So we have two separate statements there speaking to us of the identity of this one that we call Yeshua. Now, before we get into either of these statements, that he's the image of the invisible God or that he's the firstborn of all creation, I want to challenge you, as I've been challenging you on previous broadcasts, to begin to think of Jesus as someone that is beyond human. Many people, when they think of Jesus, the first thing they think of is an image that they have of somebody on the cross that they call Jesus. Let me say to you, first of all, Jesus isn't on the cross anymore. Secondly, the image that you have of Jesus isn't the actual person that he was because we don't know what he looked like physically. And thirdly, he is beyond an image. This is why Jesus told us, meaning something that we can fathom. What I'm saying is the Lord told Israel not to create any graven images in his likeness. God is beyond our capacity to contain. Jesus is beyond our capacity to contain. He's bigger than we can know. He is unending life. He is unlimited life. He has no beginning and he has no end. So how can we confine him to an image of a human being on a cross? Don't misunderstand me. God took upon flesh and blood. He walked upon the earth. He was crucified on that cross on our behalf. In English, we call that one Jesus. In Hebrew, Yeshua. But he's bigger than the body. He's bigger than the physical form. He's God. And I want to encourage you to begin to start thinking about him in a bigger way. Because unless you do, your level of spirituality is going to remain bound and trapped at an earthly level. We're not called to worship images. We're called to worship an unseen, 
living God that has no beginning and has no end. So let's begin. Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. In other words, God who is invisible came to earth and showed us what he looked like through the incarnation of Yeshua. We saw the heart of God, that God has a heart of love. We saw the heart of God, that he has the heart of a father. We saw the heart of God, that his will is to take care of you and I. We saw the compassion of God as Jesus, as Yeshua was moved with compassion and healed the sick. We saw the righteousness of God, even the righteous anger of God when Jesus overthrew the money changers in the temple. Yet even beyond everything we read about in the Gospels, he's more than that. Jesus said to his disciples, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Yeshua is bigger than we know. So don't keep your thought of him confined to something that you can hold in your mind because he's bigger than your mind. He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus said, believe in God, believe also in me. I want you to hear me. The God that you and I worship is spirit. He's an invisible God. And we need to stop, as I've been teaching, seeing things in the natural, recognizing that behind everything that's natural is the supernatural. Everything that we see with our eyes, everything that's been made has been made by the invisible God. And so our call is to move beyond the natural into the realm of spirit. We can receive from God through the natural. For example, to be in the woods alone, to be in the forest, to absorb God's beauty in his creation is an awesome thing. And God can use creation to transmit, to impart his beauty to us. I was recently uh, in a place where it was all so lush, it was so green, big boulders, raging rivers, alone in the forest. What a place to commune with God and to receive his beauty into our spirit. And yet we're called not to worship creation, but to worship the God that's behind the creation. That God, the creator, is the one that is showing his beauty through creation. Many have made the mistake, they've made the woods their God. They worship nature. But nature isn't made to be worshipped, it's just the image of the invisible God. And so Jesus took upon flesh and blood to reveal God to us. Let's again, verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God. And he is, get this now, the firstborn of all creation. Now, when we say firstborn, we're not saying that Jesus is a created being because Yeshua, speaking of the son of God now, God's son has been in the bosom, we read in the scriptures, from the beginning. In other words, concerning Yeshua, it says, in the beginning was the word, the gospel of John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God, now get it, and the word was God. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And all things came into being through him, and by him nothing that's come into being has come into being. And then the scripture says in the 14th verse of John 1 there, that this word, this one that has been in the bosom of the Father from the beginning, this one 
whom everything has been created through, he came to earth, took upon flesh and blood, and became visible for us. But understand that the Word existed before the physical Jesus was manifest, because the Word has always been. He's always been in the bosom of the Father. And then there was a point in time, the Scripture says, at the fullness of time, God manifested Himself by coming to earth in the Word and clothing Himself in humanity, and we call Him Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus, the Messiah, or the Anointed One. So He's not created. When the Lord says here, He's the firstborn of all creation, it doesn't mean He's not created. It just simply means He has preeminence over all creation because everything the Scripture says was created through Him and by Him. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have a special book announcement. Let's check it out. Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai. The Hebrew names of God. Seeking a deeper bond with the divine? Dive into To Know Him by Name. Rabbi Schneider deciphers the Hebrew scriptures where God's names are revealed. Discover God as your provider, peace giver, victory, righteousness, healer, sanctifier, and more. To Know Him by Name transcends mere knowledge and empowers you to conquer life's challenges. Order at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. Start your transformative journey now. We are truly so excited for you to get this life-changing new book. So pick up a copy today, and now here is Rabbi with the rest of today's message. So we're getting a sense here of who is this one that died on the cross for us. Look in verse number 13, speaking of this one that died on the cross for us, thinking of Yeshua of Nazareth. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. But this one beloved that saved us, this one that we worship, he's bigger than flesh and blood. He existed before flesh and blood. He existed before humankind. He merely became flesh and blood at a point in time to rescue us and to save us. It's God, the invisible God himself that saved you and I. It's the invisible God that loves you and I. It's the invisible God that made himself manifest in physical form in space and time to save you and I, to redeem us and to bring us to himself. Do you see what I'm saying? Jesus is bigger than you and I know. He's not just a person that died on the cross that, you know, that we claim to be. He really is the one that existed before time and then came and took upon flesh and blood so he could become like us, the innocent one in human form, dying for our sin. Let's continue on. Verse number 16. For by him, by God, by the word who's been with God from the beginning, who's in his bosom, by him, all things were created, both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Now, I want you to get this once again, because many people, when they worship Jesus, when they think about Jesus, they have an image in their mind 
and they have an image of this person on the cross, or they have a picture in their house of a face that they call Jesus. And I'm trying to help you to understand that you need to get beyond the images because the one that saved you is God himself through whom all things have been created. God himself, once again, to restate myself, the invisible God that existed before time, at a point in time, at the fullness of time, he came to earth and then took upon flesh and blood. He clothed himself in a human body to die on the cross for you and I to save us. But the one that you worship, beloved, is beyond a human being. He's God himself. Listen to what Paul says once again here. For by him, verse 16, all things were created. Who is he talking about here when he says for by him? He's talking about the same one he talked about in verse 13. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness. He's talking about Yeshua. And what does he say once again? By him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible. Now listen to that scripture that I just read, and I'm going to compare it now to the Gospel of John, chapter number one, as we listen to what John said concerning Yeshua in a very similar way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we're talking about before God took upon flesh and blood, the Word was. Before God became humanity through the person of Yeshua, the Word was. And who is the Word? The Word is the one that died on the cross for your sins. Listen again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And then in verse 14, he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Glory is the only begotten from the Father. Now you compare that to what Paul is saying here. We just read what John said, and now we compare that to what Paul said. For by him... All things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. We're talking, beloved, about God. God himself is filling all things. God himself is our redeemer. In the Old Testament, in the Tanakh, the Lord said, I am your savior and there is no other. I want you to lift your perspective of who Yeshua is. I want you to begin to think of him in the spirit and not just in the flesh. Yes, he can identify with you in your humanity because he clothed himself in flesh and blood, walked upon the earth for approximately 33 years, was tempted with the things that we're tempted with. He understands humankind because he lived as one of us, but he is beyond being human. He is God. Yeshua HaMashiach is God who clothed himself in the flesh for you. And you and I need to begin to think out of the box that we've been thinking in. We've been called to a spiritual walk. We don't walk, beloved, according to flesh and blood. Our fight, Paul told us, is not a fight of flesh and blood. 
We warfare in the spirit, Paul tells us in his letter, that we take down principalities and powers and forces of darkness by spiritual weapons of power. We need to get out of this life that we're leading where we're so connected with what we see with our eyes that we're bound to materialism and to the material world. We need to separate ourselves and create space around our life where we're alone with God, that we can receive the revelation that we need to truly think spiritual. Because Jesus said, those that worship will worship in spirit and in truth. And we need the spirit revelation to comprehend the depths and the mysteries of our walk with God, of our relationship and of our calling. Beloved, we're just beginning to plunge the depths. We've been called to walk in the spirit. I want you to hear today. God wants to bring you to a place that you haven't yet been, where you have not yet gone. I want you to hear me today, beloved. Eye is not seen and ear is not heard the things that God has prepared for you. I want to pray for you right now. Father God, in Yeshua's name, I ask you to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Father, open up our heart to see Yeshua as he really is, to see you, to understand that we live in a spiritual world. Father, deliver us from seeing with the eyes of the flesh and give us, Father, the eyes and the heart of your spirit. For it's in your name and for your glory that we pray. Amen. Amen. That was truly a powerful message. And now here's Rabbi again and his wife, Cynthia, with some closing thoughts on today's message. Wow, I just love how the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts as rabbis ministering the Word of God, just penetrating with His truth and taking us to a new level in His Spirit. You know, honey, that message is like something that I want to just like keep digging into because I know that the mystery that I'm declaring, it's so big, it's yes. so great, it's yes. so beautiful, it's so awesome and glorious. And I understand it and I'm yes. pushing towards it. I'm praying for it, for more revelation. Yes. And yet there's so much more. It's like God is unlimited. You know, I mean, the, the majesty yes. and the glory of God, there's like, you never fully attain it uh -huh. because he's always more. Right. And that's what I'm pressing in for as I'm preaching that word. Right, I love it. To me, that's what makes the Christian walk exciting because he's always bubbling up with something new, a newness. He's so beyond our mundane, everyday stuff. And that's what I think I love when you minister the word because it brings us revelation. It awakens us to this other level of operation that's happening all around us that he's calling us to, to, to go and to seek and to find. He says, if we seek him, we will find him. And when we find him, we find he's just constantly bubbling up with something more and something new. Because God is always new. He's a yes. spirit, he's alive. Yes. And that's the adventure that we're on. And that's what I was trying to help people to understand that when they worship Yeshua, they're not just worshiping a human being, on the cross. Yes, he took upon flesh and blood and God died on the cross for us in the person of King Jesus, but he's God himself. Amen. Rabbi Schneider is helping us to focus our attention on Yeshua HaMashiach's preeminence because he wants us to understand that God is everywhere at all times, but that doesn't mean he's too busy for his children. 
God wants a deep and intimate relationship with you right here and right now. And to learn who God is and how you can cultivate a personal relationship with Him today, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Our website also contains a variety of videos and resources, and they're designed to help you reconnect with the limitless power and the presence of the Messiah. Because helping you see Jesus on the pages of the Hebrew Bible, it's what we love doing. But we couldn't do what we do or make these resources available without the faithful and consistent prayers and financial support from friends like you. Beloved, as I think about this series in which we're focusing on the preeminence of God, meaning that God is exalted higher than everything, it reminds me of how Israel was at the base of Mount Sinai and the God that has no beginning and has no end, the glorious one, came down on top of the mountain and revealed himself to his people. The result of that is Israel worshiped him. And one of the things that was involved in Israel's worship was they were continually bringing Hashem. They were continually bringing God offerings. The Hebrew word for offering is korban. And it's interesting that korban doesn't just mean offering, but it also means to draw near. The point is, is that when we honor God with our wealth, when we give Him our tithe and offering, something supernatural happens in the spirit. We're drawn near to Him. I just want to ask you today in spirit and in truth, if you're being drawn to the Lord through this ministry and God is blessing you through it, I want to ask you to open your heart to see if God is speaking to you about presenting an offering to Him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. And if He does, beloved, just do it and you'll be blessed. There are several easy and convenient ways that you can give to support this ministry. First, you can automate your gift of any amount online, and we've made donating quick and easy when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call us at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or give your donation in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And you can also give a generous gift right from your phone or smart device when you click on the donate button through the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. The mobile app also has a variety of resources and lots of tools available like our daily devotional, Rabbi's articles, and links to all our social media platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and X. And there's even a place to send in your testimony or prayer request. And then to share your prayer request or testimony with one of our friendly team members, you can leave us a note online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. And now to wrap up today's message, Yeshua HaMashiach's preeminence by speaking a special blessing over us, here is Rabbi Schneider. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter six is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 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 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance. And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm Dustin Roberts. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider discusses Finding Divine Satisfaction, Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.